Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. No, you don't. Well, hello, um, welcome to well, Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. I wasn't going to jump in, but you just left yourself wide open. I just waited. See, uh, if you do the bake, gentlemanly thing, if you bake the hook <laughs> and leave it there, eventually the fish will come around and go whoosh, 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 and get you. Welcome to Food Bites. Thanks to Cheese Links, our very good friends. Another great episode coming up. They're all great, but this one's a beauty as well. Oh, we've got Stephen Curry. Actor Stephen Curry. He's from a family of brothers of, you know, terrific high-profile actors here in Australia, and we are thrilled to be speaking to Stephen. Yes, he's a very good actor, uh, a very funny, naturally funny human being too. And uh, he's got a new series coming out called Spreadsheet, which we'll talk to him uh, about on Paramount, the new streaming system that's out. Yep. uh, One of the new platforms. Uh, And uh, he's just one of those blokes who's done so many different things. Yeah, and we'll reminisce with him about his previous roles. And, uh, well, of course, we can't. We can't leave out the castle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to be dreaming, Kevin. Absolutely. Very good. And I work with those people who wrote that. So, I'm, you know, it was sort of what they were writing working while I was dog. working with them, mm. the working dog people. So, no, he's a good fella. And, uh, look, he was terrific as Graham Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Um, he was sensational as Damien Oliver. Yeah. Um, he's Both of which roles. those roles entailed a significant weight loss, which a- we will talk gain. to him about. Yeah. And gain. So I'm talking about all of those things. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk to him about Spreadsheet, the new show that he's got on Paramount, but of course we must talk about Cheese Cheese Links. Links. Jump on to cheeselinks.com.au, Janet will sort you out, but you can see all the wonderful range of equipment that you can order so you can start your cheese making journey in your kitchen, Kevin. You can make all manner of cheeses and it's not as hard as you think. Yes. Uh, Havati. (laughs) Uh, Brie. Make a nice big parmesan as well. Camembert. What else? What have I? uh, Tasty. A nice big brie and you can do what Janet did on the day we did the workshop. She baked her beautiful homemade brie and we had baked <laughs> gooey brie oh, in the centre of the table. That was a day to remember. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. 52821984 if you want to use the old Odie cologne, do that and give Janet mm-hmm. a call. But uh, all the social media platforms and the website is the, the major one to go to, cheeselinks.com.au. Odie cologne is the phone. Yes. All right, <laughs> time to get to our guest for this week, the one and only Stephen Curry. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. The lockdown, one of the great things or positive things about it is it sent uh, many people who wouldn't otherwise spend a lot of time in the kitchen, uh, you know, cooking up a storm. Has that been the case for you, Stephen? Yeah. Actually, my wife is a very, very good cook. Um, I am more the dish pig in the house. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so that's great. I mean, it's been, it's been enjoyable that I've been able, able to been able to cook a little bit more with my boys. And my boys who are now nine and seven and are now starting to take a bit more interest in the kitchen. And I think that the lockdowns are a big thing about it too. It's like just, you know, mum, dad, give us something that we can do. There's been a lot of baking going on. Oh, baking yes. seems to be the real key for my boys. Because then they get then they get cupcakes at the end of it. <laughs> Not into the uh, banana bread fat at your place. Uh, a bit of banana bread. No, but at this stage the 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 go to is your blueberry muffin. Oh, God, yeah. I love that. And, and getting that perfect blueberry muffin that's got the kind of the nice kind of soft deliciousness in the middle with those beautiful crunchy bits on the outside. Just 
you know, best of both worlds. And my son Arlo is, has nailed it now. He's, he, in his very modest way, is, I think I've just made the best blueberry muffin ever in the world. <laughs> there you go. Is a particular cuisine yeah, or, or type modest. of food that's your favourite? And do you have a, a signature dish yourself? I do have a signature dish. Um, it's a sweet, sticky beef cheek. It's an eight-hour slow roast, and it's got basically every little bit of sweet stickiness you can imagine, everything from hoisin to ketchup manna to what is brown sugar in there, red mm. wine vinegar, garlic, chili, there's coriander. Coriander, the most polarizing of all the herbs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it tastes like soap, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Apparently so, but I think that I must have not very sensitive palate because I don't get that. I just get, oh, it tastes kind of nice. Like where some people get it, it's so strong and pungent to people or something, right? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't think you're a fan, Kevin, are you, the old coriander? No. 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 A bit overpowering for me. Okay. Right, right, right. If I go to Kevin's house, don't come with coriander. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Yeah, very good. Good thought. Okay, but, yeah, but I think, but with the coriander in the, in the sweet sticky beef cheese, it doesn't take over. It doesn't take over. It's just like it just kind of is there in the background. So I, maybe if I make it to you guys, I'll just leave the coriander. Oh, beautiful. It. But it's just like when you slow roast it and those cheeks. You know the cheeks and the ribs and stuff. They used to be dog meat, didn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a bit like the um like the, the pork the pork ribs. They they weren't considered like the uh, yeah. the, the the choice cut. That's right. Well, even up to only a years ago, right? Or am I, am I imagining that? No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and it's kind of like one of those things like the ribs, the ribs and the cheeks. The ribs I find a bit harder to kind of make look pretty, but the cheeks you can actually, they actually come out looking like a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it goes so well with, with um, coleslaw and just those, you know, just those frozen dinner rolls. Yeah, yeah. You know, just that you get from any supermarket, just those basic frozen dinner rolls um, in the oven, heaps of butter with the sweet, sticky beef cheeks and the, and the um, coleslaw. My wife wants to go coleslaw. Coleslaw? Oh, no, hang on. Coriander, yeah, and, just, coriander just, and kale. You're losing me. I don't like, I tell me kale, please. Awful. Kale, I think, is the product of the devil. Um, <laughs> but my wife seems to think if you cover it up with enough, you know, enough juice in your cold floor, you don't notice it. But no, no, yeah, yeah, that's it. But no, it's good. It, it, I've never had, I've never had a, uh, a dissatisfied customer with my three sticky beef cheeks. <laughs> which is a, which is quite an exotic dish. Given, uh, I mean, I imagine you didn't grow up with you know sweet uh, cheeks as the uh, the, no, meal, the meal in deep mm, dean at the curry household. No, mate, meat and tree, raw meat and tree. Um, my father, a, an accountant, was always very happy with his meat and tree, and um, as a result, there was a lot of chop, a lot of chop. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Hey, um, Stephen, over the course of your uh, career, you have had to, on, on several occasions, had to drop a significant amount of, of weight for particular roles. Now, can you give us an insight into how that's uh, how difficult that's been or has, has it been a breeze? Uh, look, it was, the first time was for the King, for the Grand Kennedy um, uh, film. So I basically had to play young Graham and then old Graham. So I had to lose 15 kilos over a few months, play young Graham, and then we had a break, 
of three weeks that I have to put on 15 kilos to play old ground. That was harder, to be honest, mm. than taking the weight off. Wow. Because, you know, you're taking the weight off, all you're doing is you realize, personally, I was realizing that I'd just been lazy and I'd been eating too much rubbish, right? And so you get a nutritionist to go, all right, well, get off, get off your ass and do some exercise and just stop eating so many donuts. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, it's, um, there's more to it than that, but that's kind of the, the general gist of it, right? Yep. So in terms of losing the weight, that was fine. But then putting the weight on, and it was over Christmas and New Year, and it sounds like, often people say, that sounds like heaven to me. You had Christmas and New Year, three-week period over that, over that time, to put on 15 kilos. You were being paid to put on 15 <laughs> kilos. Now, the thing about it is, it's like, that's fine. Like, you, you go and monster the crackling, it's a whatever, it's a Christmas table, right? And you eat whatever you want to eat, and then you kind of drink whatever you want to drink. And but the big one was the big meal that they recommended that I have at the end, right before bed. Uh, and it's always a big stodgy pasta or a big stodgy whatever rice or whatever, and you go to bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Feeling like you know, you know that feeling where you've had a massive meal and you go, <laughs> "Oh, I could have a nice little." half hour pound out there, right? Yeah. So you go to bed feeling that way and that's all fine and you wake up with, I, I was wake up with the worst heartburn <laughs> and just woke up feeling absolutely shocking. Um, it had a good effect. I put on the weight very quickly um, and probably has ruined my metabolism forever. Mm. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was. It's an odd, it's an odd thing. I mean, I, you know, like like I said, taking the weight off, and I, and I did it also for um, play grand, uh, play Damien Oliver in the, in the cup, play jockey. Mm. Um, I played off fifteen kilos for that as well. But that honestly was nothing on 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 fast weight gains. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure involved. I hadn't really thought of it that way, that it's actually harder to, to put the weight on. You're being paid for the pressure of having to, to stack it on and a certain amount required and then going to bed with the full guts and yeah. uh, having yeah. heartburn. If only, if only I had been able to do it the other way around, I'd get to the end of the shoot and I'd look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get to the end of the shoot. After all that, after all that hard work, people went, wow, you've really been in a good paddock, haven't you? <laughs> hey, um, Stephen, Melbourne. And boy, are you a uh, you coffee drinker? Can you believe I'm an actor and I'm from Melbourne and I've never had a full cup of coffee. Oh, no way. I know. I know. I can't. I, I, it's all about the palate, right? I, I, I keep thinking that, and I've got a quite, a, I've, I've quite adventurous taste, but my wife is very, she cooks a lot of very exotic things and very, you know, I, I love a lot of chili and I like a lot of strong flavours and stuff, but coffee. Every year, I think, no, I've grown up enough. I'm going to have a crack at this because people keep talking about how good it is. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't. And, and anyone says, yeah, we'll just put some sugar to it. But that's the thing. I don't want to mask it. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I get it. You could mask anything with sugar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you could crumb anything and it will taste better. Mm. It would deep fry it or whatever. But. The, the actual core of it. I love the smell of it. I love going into a coffee bean shop <laughs> and having a whiff. That's nice. I just cannot stomach the taste. Wow. <laughs> That's extraordinary. So are, are, you a tea, are you a tea drinker then or not? I am a tea drinker. Uh, yes. yes. 
I um I do like when someone orders some of the. But you know what? I went to a coffee shop. The lady laughed at me at a coffee shop in St Kilda because I ordered a cup of tea. <laughs> she laughed at me. She did. She kind of. I said. She said, "What do you want?" And I said, "I'll just get a." I well, I usually start off with, "I'll just have a mother Teresa," and mm. they go, oh, "Okay," and they walk off and they stop and they go, "What's that?" And he goes, "The white nun." Right. <laughs> but then when then when she said, oh, okay, do you mean like a do you mean like a flat white? And I said, No, I mean like can I just get a white cup of tea? And she went and she no joke, she went, <laughs> well, what what do you mean? Why are you laughing? She went, You're gonna pay look at that, that's three dollars eighty. You're gonna pay three dollars eighty for a tea bag. <laughs> yeah, <good> point. <laughs> yeah. And I went, Yeah, but I didn't bring one with me, so I don't I can't if I thought ahead I would have brought a tea bag. <laughs> Um, she said, you're paying $3.80 for a tea bag. I said, well, I know the milk too. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my go. That's my go. Good old-fashioned cup of tea, white cup of tea, big one in a big cup. I don't like, mm-hmm. you know what I can't stand? Is when you, you know, you go and stay somewhere, and this is such a first world problem. You go in and the teacup is tiny. I don't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, you know, I get it. If you have a short black, you want a tiny little, tiny little cup for your, for your thinking coffee. But it's just like... Well, it's so you can have your little pinky poking up into the air when you hold it with your, you know, your little fingers squeeze on it and your little pinky holds up. That's how that works. What do they call that? The pinky pinky. (laughs) Most most of my best best thinking gunners with my pinky extended as I try to get past you. Hey, uh, are you a sweet tooth? You got a sweet tooth? I do, Hmm? unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I think one of the best brands ever known to man is Allen's, mm-hmm. Allen's lollies. I've probably done myself a mischief over my lifetime with Allen's lollies, I'll be honest. I'll probably end up ruining, ruining the fact that I've eaten so many, but I haven't had that happen just yet, so I'm enjoying it still. So what would be on your coffee table sna- stash of Allen's lollies? Your snakes, strawberries and cream? What are oh, your faves? Yeah, don't mind a bit of the old retro party mix. Oh, yeah. Um... Because it's also got the teeth in there too, so there's a little bit of comedy to be had. Yeah. Why did I know that was coming? But the teeth are no good anymore, <laughs> are they, Stephen? The, the teeth are no, they're like the Big Macs. Oh. They're nowhere as big as they used to be and there's only two teeth on them. No, no, no. You might be thinking of a different brand of <laughs> teeth. Mm-hmm. The, the retro, on the Allen's Retro Party Nick, they still do the good old-fashioned racket teeth. Mm. That my seven-year-old actually is too wide for my seven-year-old's actual teeth. So that's the sign that their actual teeth are decent size. But you know, comedy and and sugar all in one hit. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd, I mean, you'd be of the era that that I would remember. If um, you could get uh, twenty cents worth of mixed lollies, you'd have that musk stick sticking out the uh, the top of the um the paper bag at the, the pool kiosk, and uh, you know, mates and uh, and bananas all unbelievable. Yeah, mate. We we found we found my my seven year old found a one cent piece of the day. Oh, it's what? Dead, Exactly. Oh, yeah. well, it's kind of like a penny. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he goes, oh, what, what, what can I buy with that? You? <laughs> nothing. Yeah. You can buy nothing with that. So yeah. let me take you back to 1984, my friend. In 1984, I could take that one cent up to the shop and I could get a lolly out of that. And he was just like, his eyes almost popped out of his head. Oh, yeah. one cent. Have you seen, have you seen what you get at a milk bar for a dollar? Um, well, okay. I haven't. <laughs> Have you seen how many lollies you get? How many do you get? No, I haven't lately. 
Oh, I can't. Now, I'm not saying this is standard, but this is from the Wild Man too recently around the corner from our place. There were seven lollies in this bag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, I'm no mathematician, but I don't think that adds up. <laughs> no, it absolutely does How does seven doesn't. go into a hundred? How does seven go into a hundred? Not quite evenly. So no. it's like there are percentages of, of cents that go into every cent. I, it was, I was disgusted enough when it was 10 cents for one lolly. That was 10 in one bag for a dollar. Now it's seven. Oh, that's un-Australian, isn't it? That's brutal. You're right. It is bloody un uh, I um I had a used to have a hankering for the right. um, I don't know if you remember the the eucalyptus diamonds and uh, in the lolly shop once uh, at the milk bar, my dad asked for twenty cents worth of mixed lollies and the uh, the guy behind the counter said, "Well, these are all stuck together." So he let us have this enormous ball of uh, eucalyptus diamonds that were stuck together, and that was the best day of my oh, life. Oh my god! How lucky you! Know. <laughs> Wouldn't happen today. <laughs> oh. No, no, that's right. No, they don't do that. We used to do that thing where just just to just to take the Mickey out of the, the poor guy who owned the milk bar. Be like, um, can we please have one strawberry cream? You go, yep, no worries. You know, you know, get up. Um, and one racing car. <laughs> Sorry, two racing cars. Yeah, get up. He must have hated us. He must have absolutely hated us. All for all for one set of pot. Oh, we're damaging it back further just for one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, tell us a little about spreadsheet. When, when we see it on Paramount, what are we going to? What, what are we in for? Oh, look, it's hilarious. It, it, honestly, it's, it's one of the funniest things I've, I've had the pleasure of being part of. Um, Carly Ellis has written it. Has, has written this um, beautifully, apparently slightly um, autobiographical. Which uh, she hasn't exactly explained which bits are autobiographical. Right. about a woman who finds herself single and decides to put a spreadsheet together of all of the casual uh, flings she's going to have um, to make up a lost time. Mm. So she, of course, trying to make things simpler by putting a spreadsheet together, of course, makes things a lot more difficult. And then uh, my character turns up as um, a neighbour and old friend who accidentally um, ends up on the spreadsheet. Right. Uh, accidentally, and, of course. And keeps... It's purely accidentally they fall into bed together and they keep and they keep doing that. And unfortunately he's not really into the spreadsheet vibe. He doesn't know about it, but he's more oh, looking for looking for love rather than looking for what Lauren's looking for, which is um, you know, a little bit of fun. Stephen, you've been in so many beloved um, Australian uh, films and, and shows, and and I'm assuming that people um, would stop you in the street on occasion when we're allowed to, you know, go more than five k's. But when you are, and and you are stopped by people, what is it that they want to talk to you about, and what do they remember? Which character they do they remember most? Well, the castle was, I guess, the the, the most yeah. common one. Um, uh, I think people. We shot that. We shot that. Shot that twenty six years ago. Now. Wow. Shot that in ninety six. Oh yeah, so coming on twenty six. So, um, but the the um, it's kind of more. I guess more. Yeah, you know, just as just as sort of um, current now as it ever was. You know, it doesn't seem to have aged at all. And people yeah. kind of always want to talk about it and always want to tell you about how, you know, their uncle is Daryl Kerrigan or their, <laughs> or their sister is Tracy or their cousin is Con. Or, you know, it's like, it's so beautifully written in that regard. It's sort of, it kind of hit that, hit that right guy. It's really beautiful, I think. Um, 
And it's funny, I, 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 I can often think it if, if a young, if, a, if, a, if, a, if an Australian man of about 30 to 33 comes walking straight up to me with their hand out and a big smile on their face, they want to talk about takeaway for some reason. Oh, okay. So there was a film I did um, in 2002, and I, I didn't think anyone saw it, but apparently every 12-year-old boy at that stage saw that film because it, it's so odd. And, they've now, and they're now grown men, yeah. but they want to come up and talk about it. I've played this character called Trev who, who created, uh, who invented the din sim on a stick in this thing. <laughs> and I just completely forgot it. But so often you have people just come and say, din sim on a stick. And it's like, what are you talking about? And now I remember, oh, that's right. That's that film I haven't seen for 20 years. <laughs> Um, that they obviously keep watching. I don't know. I, I, it, it, yeah, it's it, 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 um, it, it's um, it's great. It, it, I love that people come up because more often than not, they're super lovely and and, and kind of just want to yeah, reminisce. you know, be really positive about things. And and I, you know, I love love meeting people and and you know, finding out what makes them tick. And so if there's a if there's a way for people to kind of come up and feel they can come say good day, then um, I'm up for it. Hey, Stephen, if you were serving your sweet uh, beef cheek uh, at home and you're able to invite anybody you could, anybody dead or alive who could come to your place, sit down and be uh, regaled with your wonderful presence and your wonderful food, who would you invite? Mm. Dead or alive? Dead or yeah. alive. I want to dead people at my dinner party. Bring the okay. mood down. No, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, why are you being a dead guy? Uh, no. Like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. You know what? People often talk about it. I've, I've heard this. I've, I've had this discussion a lot, and I love this discussion. And and it's kind of like you want to say, you want to say, you know, someone profound or something. But at the dinner party, I want to have a laugh. Right, I don't want people kind of bringing the mood down. I think Richard Dawkins is a really interesting, like a really intelligent guy, but God, he's boring at your dinner party. Yeah. Um, I don't want him. I don't want people. I, I, you know who I want? I want Steve Martin and Martin Shaw. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And Chevy Chase before he went to So Chevy Chase was about 1987, I think it is. Yeah. 1986. Back when he was making really good films. Um, now I just, you know what, I just, I just want to have a laugh. I want to have a laugh and I want to meet, and, and, and I want to, I think those two, have you, have you seen much of Steve Martin and Martin Short? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for they've sure. Got a, they've got a new um, movie, oh, movie just, series that's running on one of the uh, streaming services at the moment that I've seen a little bit of, but I love Martin Short. I love Steve Martin, have for years. Yeah. Yeah, and also, and also, Steve Martin plays banjo as well, so we can have a jam. <laughs> yep, um, be all set. That'd be pretty fun. Entertainment, yeah, all and, sorted. Yeah, you know, Martin Short, Martin Short's a demon on a tap dancing shit. So um, <laughs> no, look, I think they, I think, I think those blokes would be really good. Maybe John French, um, Jennifer Saunders. Yep. Uh, just, I just, I just want, I want to sit around and have a big fat belly laugh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's what people need these days. I think more and more, you know, it's all well and good to have all those profound people at other people's dinner parties. My my dinner party is going to be full of people trying to crack each other up. I love it. Beautiful, and we'll get a laugh. Obviously, when uh, we get to see spreadsheet, we're looking forward to that. And we uh, we thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au
Gee whiz, that was an eye-opener, wasn't it, Kevin? <laughs> I thought I'd just take things, <laughs> take the bull by the horns. Wasn't that an eye-opener, uh, uh, especially the bit about uh, gaining weight for a role? I mean, I, I would have thought that'd be um, a bit of fun, but it's not all that's cracked up to be. Well, You're I, not feeling really crook in the guts. For me, the funniest part was the fact that you said, couldn't we do it in the other sequence? So I, was, <laughs> I put all the weight on at the start, then I lose it at the end. So at the end of the shoot, I'm looking fantastic as opposed yeah. to, geez, you put on a bit of weight. You and know? when he put on the weight, it was over Christmas time. So you can imagine all the oh, stuff he was tucking into. You can imagine. And Spreadsheet is the name of the show. Yep. Paramount Streaming is what you can do. It's about like about 10 bucks a month. Mm. Uh, and they do have some really good shows. They'll have the A-League on Paramount. They'll have the W-League. They've got that other really good Australian uh, drama series called Five Bedrooms, which is very, right. very good. So check it out. Now, what do you call this, Dal? <laughs> Jeez, uh, straight to the pool room with this one. Straight to the pool room Friday with the Friday food bowl. A food bowl? <laughs> Straight to the pool. <laughs> oh, Friday food poll topic this week. Hard or soft? Taco shells. Kevin, what's your preference? Uh, oh, no, if I'm having tacos, I'm having hard shell tacos because that's a taco. As one of my friends, uh, mm. a mutual friend of ours in this will point out, the yep. difference. Would you like to begin? I will. Jane Barnes writes, depending <laughs> on the filling, I love both, but we use soft tortillas mostly. Yes, and Jane and Jimmy coming up yes, on the Food, Food Bites podcast. Rosie Walton, I need to qualify my answer. Hard for basic, which is mince or beans, soft for fancy, which is pork or fish. Now, Rosie did go to point out that Fancy fish for her sometimes is fish fingers and coleslaw. <laughs> hey, they're great in tacos. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Hayden Quinn says one word, hard. In capital letters, no yep. less. Joanna Griggs, can we choose both? You can, Joe. Yes, you can. Uh, Neil off, uh, the, uh, off the Twitter said, and this is typical of Twitter, yeah. soft corn. Oh, okay. Get it as well. Yep. Now, Danny McGinley, I'll just explain this yeah, one. That please little, do. The little girl in the uh, in the tacos commercial oh, yeah. who comes on and says when they say, you on hard or you on soft, yeah. and she says, can't we have both? Danny pointed out she's now the president of Mexico <laughs> and for very good reasons. Merv Hughes. That huh. is, is sensible Merv. Hard, of course. A soft shell taco is nothing more than a mini burrito. Of He's course, right. that way it is. It, it, yeah. Sorry, you know when move yeah. when move gets it, move gets it. Sarah says a big fan of the hard shell, but if it's a potato taco. Got to go with the soft. <laughs> and Sarah Warby sent us a picture of her potato yeah. taco, which had a picture of a swan in it. Yeah, to which Donna said. Seriously, a potato taco. <laughs> Terry Daniel, two double D. Soft, so much easier to handle uh, and fill and eat. The first attempted bite on a hard shell and you'll have a dozen rough pieces and all the contents on your plate if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, that'll be coming up again a little yeah, later on. Yeah. Cherie says hard, although I no longer eat the shells because I'm on a low-carb diet. Yeah, you know, people on low-carb diets often just have them in lettuce leaves. You do. Yeah, I do sometimes. Or sometimes not. Rebecca says both. I prefer hard, but they're super expensive here, which is Thailand, so I have adapted to soft. Fran says soft for me too. Sue Hosking says soft, less mess that way. Joylene says don't like tacos. Deb Murphy, I'm a big softie. She is. (laughs) Uh, Lee Michael Harrison says Joe likes them hard, I prefer them soft. (laughs) Um, Silvana, hard for me. It took 20 responses to get to the (laughs) uncomfortable uh, sniggering giggle. Okay. (laughs) Silvana says? 
Um, hard for me. It's like a Brian Mannix Kelvin. <laughs> it is. It is very much Brian Mannix Kelvin Cunnington. About ten other yep. people I know. Michelle Smith says uh, definitely hard. Jacqueline says both. Uh, Glenn says hard for me, Pato. And then and then Wayne writes. Wayne writes. There are not many <laughs> things in life that are better soft than hard. <laughs> There you go. There there's, you go. Insert the, the Brian Mannix laugh. <laughs> no, he said Beavis and Butthead. Oh, well, better. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's right on at least half of that. Taco shells are one of them, however. Soft taco shells envelop the filling in a wonderfully comfortable way, mm. are more durable and, more importantly, enable one to jam more filling into the aforementioned delicacy. That's yeah, a very good point. more controllable way. Hard taco shells are stupid, <laughs> razor sharp, daggers of oh. mouth death. <laughs> I can see that on the side of the packet. <laughs> Daggers of mouth death. Um, that shatter like glass as soon as you bite That's them. That's true. You don't even need tomato salsa because your own blood will drench <laughs> the filling after your first bite. That first bite that causes a chain reaction that leads to said taco splintering like an Italian parliament. <laughs> There are a serious nightmare to eat. Yeah. They need to be consumed about three seconds after being made. Otherwise, you pick it up and the now soggy bottom yes. falls out. You're then left looking like an idiot with a Lunar Park mouth <laughs> that is trying solid food for the first time with two triangles of taco shell <laughs> pinched between your fingers. Yes. <laughs> with all the that f- could get the visual of in, that. In the meantime, the bottom of the supposed hard shell and the filling have gone south like <laughs> Scott of the Antarctic. And if you're lucky enough to have a plate underneath, what are you left with? That's right. Nachos. Nachos, yeah. Nachos with a severe lack of cheese. <laughs> Soft shell tacos are ace. Hard shell tacos are about as useful as an ashtray on a motorbike. <laughs> and Jim uh, writes after reading that, he said, Wayne, another classic. Thank Certainly you. is. Love I your agree. work, Wayne. Uh, soft winds. Yeah. But I'm. They're I'm, a bit more trendy, aren't they? Well, I, they kind of understand it. Um, uh, They're more practical. It's like and a wrap. Less messy. It's like having yep. a wrap. Uh, yep. I do like soft taco, uh, soft with mm. the filling in it. But a taco for me is the hard, hard shell. Yes, yeah, that's just me, anyway. Hey, cheeselinks.com.au, <laughs> That's the uh, don't be without cheese. Don't be like Wayne's nachos without cheese. <laughs> yes. Get your cheese. Make it yourself. Cheeselinks.com.au. Thanks to Jennifer. And get compliments from all your friends. Exactly. Five two eight two one nine eight. Oh, with Christmas coming up, you can always get a, a gift voucher too. Absolutely. That's another great show. Oh, Thank you, Stephen Curry. Was it ever? Check out Spreadsheet. I think that'll be very funny and very enjoyable. Uh, looking forward to watching that. And uh, our next guest will be a Cup Week favourite. Oh. Heading into Cup Week, we're going to have John Vertigan on the Oh, show. I'm so excited. So John's breakfast announcer at uh, 1377 3MP. And he does those wonderful race calls He does. Too. So we'll talk to him as our next guest. And coming soon, Jim and Jane, Jane. Barnes and Matt Preston. So we've got plenty oh, coming up here. Beating a path to our door. On Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. That's Sarah Patterson. <laughs> and that's Kevin Hillier. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.